ready for the word? Yes. Are you ready for the word? Yes. I can't hear you. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. If you are, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 5. The book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Your life will never be the same again Amen. today. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Are you there? Yes. I read. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Let's read it together. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing with my series that I have been doing for the past three weeks, titled, The Rise of Overcomers. Say with me, the rise of overcomers. Oh, say it again. Say the rise of overcomers. Now, the God that we serve is a God who uses the foolish things to confound the wise. God is in the business of raising the nobodies. God is in the business of raising the nobodies who have been to university who have been to school, who have no background, and using them to confound the wise. That is why it's important for us to understand that when we come to God, we come just as we are. We don't come because of our righteousness. We come because his, his, his life on the cross demonstrated his love for us. He cleansed us with his blood, so therefore we come to him just as we are. Amen. We don't come to him when we are ready. You know, there are some people when you say, uh, I, I want to invite you to church, they'll say, oh, I'm not ready. They'll say, I'm a sinner, I'm smoking, so let me try and stop the smoking before I come to Jesus. No, Jesus wants us just as we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus never came for the righteous. He came for the righteous. He came for us just as we are. So it is important for us to understand that the God that we serve, he is no respecter of persons. And I have no doubt that in these last days, God is going to raise men and women from this house, from this commission from this church and he is going to use them as overcomers in this last day oh let me hear a living amen if you are one of those people say I am one of them so God is in the business of raising overcomers God is in the business of raising the nobodies God is in the business of using little children to prophesy his grace and his glory to many so the scripture we read, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatsoever. I want you to listen to what the Bible is saying. It says, For whatsoever is born of God. 
That word whatsoever could mean whosoever. Whosoever is born of God. What does it mean to be born of God? To be born of God means to be born again. Are you following me? To be born again. And notice carefully what's happening. He says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the moment you become born again, you are given a new surname. Are you following me? The moment you become born again, you are given a new surname, and that surname is called Victorious Overcomer. Amen. That surname is called what? Victorious Overcomer. Now, let me just do a quick survey. How many of you here were born in the UK? How many? Just, uh, just a handful. How many of you were not born here? Now, those of us who are, were not born here, how many of you are British citizens? Let's see by hand. You were not born here, but you are a British citizen. Now, we are not going to come and say, can we use your passport now? That's not the reason why for this. Now, now notice what happened. When you were born in the country where you were, and you came into this country, to become a British citizen, you have to go through a process. You have to go through a process called naturalization. Are you following me? Yeah. Now, when you went through that process, the day you became naturalized, you went to a swearing-in ceremony, and you 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 were asked to to make a vow and allegiance to the queen, and then the national anthem was sung, and then you were now confirmed a subject or a citizen of the United Kingdom. Immediately that happened, you were given a certificate. You were given a certificate, right? Is that right? Yes. How did you get your citizenship? Let me just check. <laughs> there is no other way. That's the only way. Are you following me? Now, we are not talking about being a British subject. If you're a British subject, there's a different process to that. Now, when you were given that document to state that from today you are a British citizen, what they have done is you are now born again into a new nation. Now, the moment you became a British citizen, you were born into a new nation. And then you now have citizenship. Now, the same process applies in the spiritual kingdom. Now, the day your mother and father gave birth to you, you were born into the natural. Does that make sense? Now, for us to become citizens of heaven, we have to now be born again. Are you following me? So, the day you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, you became born again. That's what he's saying. It says, for whatsoever is born of God. So the only way you can become a born again believer is to become what? Born again. Born again. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 5, verse 3 and verse 5. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Follow me carefully. And then verse 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man is born of the spirit and of water, he cannot enter. So there is one thing to see and there's another thing to enter. So the moment we gave our life to Christ, our surname was changed from natural human beings to supernatural human beings. The moment you gave your life to Christ, you became a victorious overcomer. That's what 1 John 5, 4 says. It says, for whatsoever is born of God. Question, are you born of God? Are you born of God? Oh, let me hear you. Are you born of God? It says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. So that means our faith is crucial in this walk of victory. Without faith, you cannot walk in victory. Are you following me? That's why the Bible says that faith calleth for those things which be not as though they were. So in your current situation, you might be facing challenges, you might be battling situation, but guess what? You are an overcomer. You were born an overcomer. You were designed an overcomer. And once God calls you an overcomer, guess what? You are an overcomer. Jesus saw water and Jesus said wine. And water became wine. Jesus saw a leper and Jesus said be cleansed, be whole. And he became whole. So whatever God calls you, that is what you are. So in these last days, God is going to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26. The Bible says that for ye see your calling brethren. How that not many wise after the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world. To confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of this world. To confound the things that are mighty. And the base things of this world. And the things which are despised. Has he chosen here. And the things that are not. To bring to not the things that are. Verse 29. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Say amen to that. Verse 31. It says that according as it is written. He that glory. Let him glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. So God uses the foolish things to confound the wise so that no flesh will glory in his presence. So that, you see, this year God will bless you not based on your salary. Oh, am I speaking to a living church? You see, God will lift you up not because of the connections you have. Not because of who you know. God will bypass all of those people and raise you up so that when you stand testifying, the glory will not go to man, the glory will go to God. Let me hear a living amen. Solution, let me hear a living amen. Hallelujah. God said, I'll do this so that no flesh will glory. What God is said to do in your life, no man can take the glory. I said, no man can take the glory. I said, no man can take the glory. They'll say, oh, we connected you there, a liar. It's only God who will take the glory. 
I said it's only God who would take the glory in the name of Jesus. That's why when God wanted to show forth his power, guess who he used? A carpenter. How can a carpenter get up one day and say, I am God. <laughs> they despise him because, you know, Jesus grew up in the neighborhood together with them. Jesus was, was wearing buster shorts like a little child and running around. Jesus was just, you know, going around probably stealing people's mango when he was a little boy. Stealing people's oranges. The moment he grew up, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now this was a carpenter. And then God said, I am going to show forth my glory through this carpenter. And so when God started using him and doing miracles with him, they said, who is this one? Don't we know his mother? Don't we know his brothers? We know him. We know he is a carpenter. He only fixed my bed yesterday. How can he say he's God? Somebody say victorious. Overcomer. After today, wherever they have locked your destiny, you are coming out. After today, wherever they have locked you, I said you are coming out. I said you are coming out. I said you are coming out. God will release your destiny. Your destiny will speak. I said your destiny will speak in the name of Jesus. Somebody has written you off. They say you are good for nothing. You will amount to nothing. But you wait a moment. Just wait a moment. Just follow God. Just trust God. Just walk with God. It's just a matter of time. They will say, what wisdom is this? That such mighty works. When they see the manifestations of the wisdom of God in your life, they will say, we can't understand him. We can't understand her. Why? Because they don't know that God is with you. And I declare solution, God is with us. I said, God is with us. Let me hear a living amen. God is with you. Somebody shout, God is with me. Oh, somebody say it again. God is with me. And when God is with you, no devil can stop you. No demon can stop you. They will try, but it shall not work. They will try it, but it shall not work. Right before their eyes, you will be going up higher and higher. Right before them, you will be going up higher and higher. In the name of Jesus. So when God wanted to do exploits, he raised up a carpenter. God uses the nobodies. Look at recently the elections that happened in the US. Eastman was a nobody. He didn't even have a party. He didn't even belong to a party. He's never been a politician before, but God wants to show forth his glory. Amen. The one whom everybody thought was going to win, when the projection started coming, they said, oh, she's going to win here, she'll win there, she'll win there, and automatically she'll become the president. But God in his wisdom, God said, this is the one. Like David, they neglected David, they put David to the backside, but God said, this is the one. 
I don't know about who I'm speaking today, but I know there are a lot of this is the ones in this church. And very soon you'll have a number plate called this is the one. <laughs> you drive past them, they'll ask, is this the one? Of course, you can see the number plate. This is the one. Hallelujah. So God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. The God we serve, he is a God who uses people who avail themselves. If only you can avail yourself, God will use you. I said, if only you can avail yourself, God will use you. And God's word cannot be broken. God's word cannot be broken. When Jesus was here on earth, Jesus said to them, on the third day, I will rise again. And they didn't believe him. But what happened? On the third day, he rose up triumphantly. And one thing I love about God is that he always shows us a pattern. He always shows us an example. That if he has done it, you can do it. If he resurrected from the dead, I don't know what dead situation you find yourself in. You are coming out. Let me hear a living amen. I said you are coming out. He resurrected, you will resurrect. That business will rise again. That relationship will rise again. That, that desire of yours will rise again. In the name of Jesus. You might have lost everything. You might have gone bankrupt. But so far as God is on your side. You will rise again. I said you will rise again. I said you will rise again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Romans chapter 8. From verse 8. The Bible says that so then. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. So it's important to understand that the things of God are spiritual. It says, for they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And how do we please God? It takes faith to please God. What does it take to please God? What does it take to please God? It takes faith to please God. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you are going to please God, you need to walk by faith. Verse 9 of Romans chapter 8. It says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Does the spirit of God dwell in you? Yes. Oh, let me hear you. Does the spirit of God dwell in you? Yes. yes. It says, so if then the spirit of God dwell in you, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I want you to follow this carefully. Very, very important. The moment you become born again, he gives you his spirit. You have the spirit of God. The spirit of God comes in you. That moment, it's like, it's like you, you know, the moment you are born, your father gives you his, his name. Are you following me? Now, the spirit of God is God's identity on us as Christians. That's why the Bible says that when the spirit of God is, is in us, we cry, Abba, Father. For God knows those who are his. And let everyone that is named of the Lord depart from what? Iniquity. So the Bible says that when the spirit of Christ is in you, then we know that we are of him. 
Look at verse 10 of Romans chapter 8. It says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Is Jesus in you? Is Jesus in you? So the moment Jesus is in you, the Bible says that your body is dead because of sin. The moment Jesus comes into you, this body, this flesh is dead. How many of you have been to the mortuary before? How many of you have seen a dead body before? Now, have you insulted a dead body before? And said, look at your head. You have a big head. Can the dead body hear you? Is dead. That's what the Bible is saying. It says that the body is dead because of sin. So, if the body is dead, sin can no more tempt the body. Because body not be firewood. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, sin can no longer tempt the body. So, you see, if you used to drink, if you pass by a drinking spot, you will not be tempted because you are dead. Are you following me? You are dead. Somebody can insult you, they can hit you. you. This body is dead because we are no longer in the body. We are no longer in the flesh. We now live in the spirit. Are you following me? It says, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So now we are spirit being and the spirit is what? Is life. The body is dead. The spirit is life. The body is dead. The spirit is life. Let's say it together. Say the body is dead. The body is dead. I said, let's say it together. Don't say the spirit is alive when I say the body is dead. Amen. <laughs> the body is dead. The body is dead. The spirit is life. So I, you need to get this. Once you get this, you walk a victorious life. The body is what? Dead. The spirit is like, so if the body is dead, can the body be tempted? If somebody looks at you, I nearly want to say something about my wife, but I mean, I was going to say, if somebody says you have a big nose, but she, her nose is too beautiful, it's not big. <laughs> so if somebody says, I don't want to use anybody now, and then the person will go home and say, did you hear what the pastor said today? The pastor said, my nose is big. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Now, if somebody tells my wife now, you have a big nose. Now, the body is dead. That insult cannot affect the body because the body is what? Is dead. Now, when somebody says you have a big nose, the body doesn't hear it, but her spirit hears it. The spirit only responds to life. It doesn't respond to dead things. Are you following me? The spirit only responds to what? To life. It does not respond to death. Why? Because the spirit cannot be contained. The spirit being cannot be contained. You cannot take a spirit being and put it on a chair or put him on a chair. Why? Because he's a spirit. Are you following me? It says the body is dead and the spirit is life. Now look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. It says, by 
But the spirit, but if the spirit of him, now notice that word spirit is capital letter. The S is capital, not small. So it's talking about God here. It's talking, this spirit is God. It says, but if the spirit of him, who is the him? Jesus. The spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. Dwell where? Dwell where? Dwell where? Dwell where? In you. Which you? The body or the spirit? The body or the spirit? The spirit, not, not the body, because remember, the body is dead. Do you see? It says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies, your dead bodies, by his spirit, capital S, that dwelleth in you. Oh, say amen to that. Now, let me explain this scripture to you. Listen to what God is saying. God is saying saying that if the same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead, if that same spirit dwelleth in you. Now, Jesus was crucified. He was laid in a borrowed tomb for three days. And he said on the third day, I will rise again, right or wrong. Now, on the third day, the Bible says that the Spirit of God went into that tomb and went into the body of Jesus and rose him up. Listen carefully. It says, but if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell where? Dwell where? Dwell where? In you. It says he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now listen carefully. How many of you use Eon? Is it Eon or less Eon? What electricity company do you use? Eon, I'm not promoting any. What do you use? EDF? British gas? What do you use? Anything? Anything? Okay, okay. EDF, Eon, or Southern, whatever. Now, 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 follow this carefully. There is a power station that generates the power before it gets to your house. Agreed? There is a power station. Now, listen carefully to what's happening. Now, that power station is connected to your house. And then it has been programmed that only 240 watts of power or volts is allowed or permitted to come into your house. Now, let's assume that EDF or Eon or Southern or whatever is in Manchester right? Their power station is in Manchester and you are here in Crawley, yet you are able to have power from Manchester into Crawley. If anyone lives near Manchester, near the power station, they will also receive the same amount of power that you are receiving here. Are you following me? 
So now what God is saying is that if the same spirit, that the same power, the same anointing, the same spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead, dwelleth where? Dwelleth where? Now, he didn't say a broken down power. He said the same. So if the same power can work in Manchester, it can work where? In Crawley. Are you following me? So what God is saying is that if the same spirit that dwelleth in Jesus raised him up on the third day from the dead, that spirit dwells in you. It says that spirit will also quicken your mortal body and do the same thing it did to Jesus. Oh, somebody say a big amen to that. Why? Because the power is not broken down. The power is the same. The same power Jesus have, you have. The same power Jesus have, I have. Oh, the same power Jesus have, you have, I have, we all have it. It's the same power. It's not a broken down power. Jesus did not have 240 votes and I have 230 votes and you have 210 votes. No, it's the same. So what Jesus did, you can do. Now, John the Baptist introduced Jesus to the world. John the Baptist introduced Jesus to the world. John the Baptist told everyone, Behold, here comes the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. True? John the Baptist said, Behold, there is one coming in whose latchet I cannot step into. I am baptizing you with water, but he will come and baptize you with the Spirit and with fire. He said, A greater than I is coming. Now listen to John the Baptist. John the Baptist introduced Jesus to the world. But the same John the Baptist who introduced Jesus to the world, when Jesus was doing many mighty miracles, John the Baptist sent his disciples to go and ask, are you the Jesus? Or another one is coming. This is the same John the Baptist. And Jesus said to his disciples, go and tell John the Baptist, the blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised back to life. Now, why did Jesus say that? Because the same power that Jesus had, John the Baptist had. But John the Baptist did not understand it. And Jesus said, go and tell John, blessed is he who is not offended in me. But I love Jesus. Because Jesus is a spirit being. When John the Baptist sent his disciples to come and question who he is, Jesus told his disciples, listen carefully, Jesus told his disciples, he said, of all that were born, of all that has been born, there is none greater than John the Baptist. <laughs> Somebody say spirit. That's the spirit life. Of a Christian. Now, yes, John the Baptist has castigated your identity. It doesn't mean you also go and stand somewhere and start castigating him. No. 
things are above natural laws. We are above what? Natural laws. Because we are spirit beings. Are you following me? When you are a spirit, you are above natural laws. This is why I always say, if I'm working in a company and I deal with money, I don't need a CCTV because I will not steal the money. Because I'm a spirit being. Spirit being lives above natural law. Because I'm a spirit being, the law that I operate in is higher. So if there's a CCTV camera there, it's not for me. It's for those who are from the world who steal the money. Not me. As a spirit being, if I'm driving and I see red, I know it's red. I don't start shouting, it's yellow. Amber, 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 amber. First amber, amber means ready to stop. And say, you see red, you say it's green, green, green. And then you go through, why? You are spirit beings. Spirit beings don't go through red. They respect the laws of the land. Oh, let me hear living amen. Let me hear living amen. Jesus resurrected triumphantly on the third day so we can also rise. I don't know what you are going through, but you will rise from today. I said you will rise from today. I said you will rise from today because he did it, I can do it. Hallelujah. Because he did it, I can do it. Quickly, as we get ready to close, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4. Somebody say the rise of overcomers. Oh, say it again. The rise of overcomers. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4. It said, but God who is rich in mercy. Say God is rich in mercy. It says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins have quickened us together with Christ by grace are ye saved so listen carefully what God is saying it says that even though we were dead we have been quickened together together with Christ so that means the same power that quickened Jesus is in us somebody is Pastor, I don't know. Pastor, I don't know. Pastor, I don't know. Pastor, I don't know what I'm struggling with. Pastor, I struggle. I struggle with, with all kinds of sins. I struggle with gossiping. Pastor, as for me, I can't stop gossiping. Once I pick up the phone, kring, kring, blah, 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 blah. I go, blah, 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 blah. Now, if you know that it's your challenge, the moment you pick up the phone, when it rings, green, green, close it. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Why? Because you have been quickened with Christ. He said, Pastor, you don't know. As for me, I have anger issues. Pastor, if anybody try me, I will put the Bible aside. I will show them my true colors. Jesus was tempted in the garden of Gethsemane. Peter took a, a sword and cut off somebody's ear. And Jesus said, no, 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 don't live by the sword because whoever lives by the sword will die by the sword. Yeah. 
Now at that point, Jesus was about to be crucified. On the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. That's the only way the world will know that we are true Christians. The only way they will know that we are Christians is to demonstrate the love of God to them. And the love of God is unconditional. It's not he did this or I do that. No, it's unconditional. Let me tell you something. When you walk in love, you confuse your enemies. Walk in love and you'll confuse. I mean, they will insult you. Give them food to eat. When they insult you, knock on their door. Hello, are you there today? Oh, I just decided to come and give you, you know, a thousand pounds just to take care of this week. I say, oh, me? Yeah, you. Oh, me? What have I done? You haven't done nothing. I'm demonstrating the love of God. The love of God is shared abroad in our hearts. And when you are walking in love, no death can hold you down. Read, read, read John chapter 11. When Lazarus died, Jesus has just fled from the Jews because they wanted to kill him. And when Lazarus died, they sent a message to Jesus to say, Jesus, the one whom you love is dead. And Jesus waited four days. And then Jesus said, okay, we are going to go and wake Lazarus up because he's sleeping. And the disciples said, if he's sleeping, why do we have to go? That's why I always say that when there is no death in this church, we only sleep. We don't die, we sleep. There's no death in Christianity. We only sleep. And when we sleep, we don't cry. So the day I'm 120 years old, those of you who are younger than me, when you come to my celebration, don't cry. You cry, I'll come out of the coffin and ask you, what are you crying for? I'm only sleeping. Amen. We don't, we don't die, we sleep. Are you following me? So the moment... The moment Jesus showed up on the scene, the disciples said, Jesus, you cannot go because the Jews said they will kill you. Why are you going back to where they say they will kill you? What made him go is love. It says, Jesus, the one whom you love. I tell you, when you walk in love, you confuse your enemies. You will confuse them. You will confuse them. And when Jesus got there, they were laughing. Jesus said, go and show me where Lazarus was buried. They were laughing. They said, but he's dead. He's been dead for four days. Jesus said, go and show me where he is. And then the Bible says that they went with him. There are some people who will come to you just because Lazarus is dead in your life. They want to come and see what's happening. They have heard news that your Lazarus is dead. But I don't know who I'm speaking to to hear today. Your Lazarus is coming back alive. I said your Lazarus is coming back alive. In the name of Jesus. They come just to see and to love. You know there are some funerals. They are professional mourners. They hire them just to come and cry. Because the more they cry, the more people get more money. <laughs> and those professional mourners, they pretend. For instance, when, you know, have you been to a white man's funeral before? 
It's very short, you know. They don't even cry. Oh, Joseph, we love you. They stop their tears there. Oh, I'm upset. I'm upset. Somebody's there, you're upset. But go to a black man's funeral. Grandma is 120. Grandma is dead. And then he comes. He says, I want to go with they are putting grandma in the in the in the on the ground. And then he comes and says, I want to go with grandma. I want to go with grandma. If I'm doing any funeral, you say you want to grow with grandma, I'll tell the men to put you inside. He said, No, 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 I don't want to go anymore. Grandma is dead and gone. We do drama at, at funerals. So people came just to see what Jesus would do. The Bible says that when he got there, Jesus said, Father, I thank you. Somebody say, thank you, Father. In every situation, that's what the Bible says, give thanks. How can Jesus be thanking God at the tomb of Lazarus? The Bible says, and Jesus said, Father, thank you. For you hear me always. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. And then all of a sudden, we started hearing a big noise. And the people who were laughing, they said, hey, we can hear something. We can hear something. I don't know who is laughing at you. By today, they will hear the good news. I said after today, they will hear good news. They will hear what Jesus has done for you. In the name of Jesus. And then before we realize, Lazarus came out. Bound. And Jesus said, lose him. Let him go. Now listen. Many Christians have been called forth from the dead. But they have allowed the grave clothes to still surround them. The grave clothes is your responsibility, not God's. It's your responsibility, not God's. And they lost him. And then instead of mourning, there was joy. Why? Because the same spirit that dwelleth in Jesus also dwelleth in us. The same spirit that dwelleth in Jesus also dwelleth in us. The same spirit that dwelleth in Jesus also where dwelleth in us. Finally, as we close, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and then we'll get ready for the baptism. Are you excited today? Are you excited to be alive today? Hallelujah. The Bible says that if Jesus Christ if Jesus Christ did not raise up from the dead, would have been of all men the most miserable. But thank God he's alive. You can go to his grave, you will not see him there because he's alive. The grave that he used was a borrowed grave. You cannot keep what is not yours. Now, if this suit I'm using is borrowed, the owner will stand at the door. Once I finish the service, he said, can I have my jacket back? <laughs> because it's borrowed. The grave was borrowed. That's why on resurrection morning, they went to go and look for him. And then he said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? 
This year, some people come to your house just to come and hear bad news, but they will hear good news. They will come just to hear bad news, but they will hear what? Good news in the name of Jesus. I speak good news into your life. Every time your phone rings, it will be good news. Every time your phone rings, it will be good news. Every letter that comes through your door will be good news. Every doctor's visit you go to, it will be good news. Every knock on your door, it will be good news. Hallelujah. This is a good news church. This is a good news church. Solution is a good news church. I said we are a good news church. No bad news will ever come from this church. Hallelujah. Finally, as we close, glory be to God. First Corinthians chapter 15. Get ready now. Something is going to be happening. I want you to get ready. First Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 12. I want you to get ready because the power and the presence of God is in this place now. Get ready. There's going to be an impartation of his power of resurrection. I read, it says, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ not, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. It says here, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Look at how many times he's repeating that. Verse 17. It says, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most what? Miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Oh, say amen to that. Say a big amen to that. And become the first fruits of them that slept. <laughs> so we don't die. We only sleep. He became the first fruits of them that slept. Oh, I love this. The word is so powerful. It says, then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perish. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of, men, of all men the most miserable. Verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Verse 21. For since by one man came death, by one man also came what? Resurrection of the dead. Verse 22, finally. For us in one all die, even 
so in Christ shall all be made alive. So what the Bible is basically saying is that if Jesus had not risen up, then our walk of faith is useless. It says we are of all men the most what? Miserable. They will be walking not knowing where we are going because we are miserable. Are you following me? But the Bible says that because he was raised up, God is going to raise us up also. And because he's risen, we have a hope. We have a future. We can stand on the basis of our faith, declaring boldly that when we die here, there is life after death. Why? Because we are victorious overcomers. Death cannot overcome us. We overcome death. Are you following me? And then the Bible says finally that the reason why we preach Christ and him crucified is so that through the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel, many will be saved. Many will be saved. Through what? The preaching of the foolishness of the gospel. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11 the Bible says that Sarah herself received strength. So the moment you hear the gospel, the gospel produces strength. It generates strength. The Bible says that Sarah herself received strength to conceive again. I don't know what is dead in your life. Today you will receive strength. You will receive strength to rise again. You will receive strength to be above again. God is going to shame those who want to keep you down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why we sing this song. Because he lives I can face tomorrow because he Fear is gone, and now I know. Yes, I know He holds the future, and life is worth a living just because He lives. Oh, because He lives, because He lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. Oh, fear is gone. And now I know, yes, I know he holds the future. And life is worth I live in just because he lives. Oh, it's on there. Let's sing it together. Because he lives. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. All fear is. No fear of the future. You are confident of what he will do. I know he holds the future and 
is worth a living just because he lives. I say because he lives, because he lives, because he lives, I confess tomorrow. Because he lives, oh, 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 fear is gone. Oh, fear is gone, and I know he holds the future, and life is worth a living just because he, let's sing it again one more time, because he, because he lives, I confess tomorrow. Because he lives, all oh, fear is gone. And now I know, yes, I know he holds the future. And life is worth. A living child because he lives. Oh, let's give Jesus praise. He's alive. Our God is alive. The grave cannot hold him captive because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. It doesn't matter what's happening in the economy we can face tomorrow. It doesn't matter the letters the solicitors have sent you, you can face tomorrow. Why? Because he lives. We can face tomorrow. Did you receive it this morning solution? Oh, let's give Jesus praise. Why don't we give Jesus a better praise? Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to his name. 